2: All right, welcome back to episode 155 of Two Drum Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And if we sound like we're in a pretty good mood, guys, it's because uh, we kicked off March with a bang. We recorded this on March 1st. When you hear this, it's March 2nd or after. Uh, gambling front. We're looking to be up around 15 units tonight, so... <laughs>
3: Yeah, day one. Uh real great. Real awesome after a couple of weeks where we've been dog lower unit sizes back down to square one for March Madness. But nonetheless, uh, good night. Good Clean start. Sweep. Clean sweep. Nine and zero. Good start for the old uh for March Madness because we've got a lot of basketball over the next uh month or so. Absolutely. I really, yeah. really like three weeks and then it kind of dies down. I'd say after like, after the sweet 16, like the amount of basketball really dies down and it gets less and less exciting. The games are still fun, but
2: yeah, for sure. So kind of, kind of talking about that. That's one of the things we want to talk about. You guys could obviously see the title of this episode We're going to talk about some mid major madness. So the is the title on there? Well, it's not it's not on the video, but it's going to be whenever, whenever we publish it. Uh, mid major madness. Um, we are talking about so the conference tournaments kicked off technically yesterday on Monday. They continued today. The we had a couple bets, and they'll continue on throughout the week. We have some that start on Thursday and Friday, uh, but these mid major tournaments are honestly very, very, very fun. Um, I like them. I think they. We just. I mean, we just watched two great games: uh, Central Central Arkansas and Stetson and bucknell and who's bucknell playing lafayette lafayette uh two teams that normally we wouldn't give a shit about but we were watching them down to the nitty-gritty and it was fun i enjoyed it it. also didn't help
3: that we had bet on both teams both of them squeaked out a one-point win one of them money line one of them plus five and it was wild uh fucking kids nothing's more more crucial than free throws Uh, Stetson, their season ended tonight because of free throws. They had two free throws. Only had to make one to go to overtime. Missed them both. Yeah. So. um, Pathetic.
2: Yeah, it really is. I mean, he, I, I partially blame the coach there because he missed the first one. And the coach called the timeout. You're, you're, you're icing your own guy. You're definitely making him get in his head there. Like, just let him go back, stroke it, then call a timeout. But anyway, we're talking about some mid-major tournaments. So. There's actually quite a few going on this week. You got the Northeast tournament; game one was technically on Monday, uh, but the rest of them will kick off on the second, which is Wednesday when you guys are hearing this. You got the Horizon tournament, which started today on Tuesday. It's going to go on; uh, it's going to continue on Thursday and Monday and Tuesday of next week, which is weird. They take like a weekend off. Uh, you Got the A Sun, which kicked off today and it will go on Thursday, Saturday, and next Tuesday will be the championship game. Uh, the Patriot tournament, which again kicked off tonight, go will go on Thursday and then Sunday, and the championships next Wednesday. So these, these mid-majors are weird. Um, Ohio Valley kicks off on Wednesday, and the championship will be this Saturday. That's a fun one to watch because you have teams like SEMO, Murray State, uh, Moorhead, Belmont are all in the OVC, so That'll kick off on Wednesday, and the championship will be on Saturday. And then you have Arch Madness, Travis, which is always a favorite of ours. Um, for those you know Arch Madness, because it's the Missouri Valley Conference. They t- they have it at the uh, Enterprise Center in St. Louis. That kicks off on Thursday, and the championship game's on Sunday.
3: Well, to so, bring you to what some of those, why you're like, they, oh, they're weird, is because they're not at a – like a, a certain venue, like the yeah. better seed has home court advantage rather than, uh, you know, Ohio Valley all takes place at one place. Missouri Valley all takes place at one place. They're all at neutral sites rather than where most of these are just spread out where it's like you just get home court advantage. Yeah. So after Missouri
2: Valley, you also have the big South, which goes on this week, the Sun Belt, uh, the WCC, which let's talk about right now has the wackest bracket, that we've ever seen in our entire lives. So the WCC has Gonzaga, St. Mary's, Santa Clara, and San Francisco. Those are like the, and BYU's in the WCC. Let's talk about it. So I want you guys, if you're listening and want to look at it, Google it right now, but it is, it is literally ridiculous because Gonzaga and St. Mary's are the one and two seeds. They basically get a three round buy. So like they have the, wor-
3: the, the, the first or like the worst four seeds are the only ones that play in the first round. Then the next two get a first round by, the next two get a second round by, and then the next two get a third round by. It's ridiculous,
2: yeah. So basically, Gonzaga and St. Mary's they have to win two games to win the conference, to win the conference tournament. Um, it's a little silly. Uh, I know people are like, Well, how else would you do it with 10 teams? It is a little hard. Maybe you need to do this where the bottom two teams in that conference of that year. So if this year be Pepperdine and Pacific, you don't get to go. like it's a, it's an eighteen tournament. If you're that
3: if you that if that's what you're worried about is somebody stealing a bid like that from Gonzaga or St. Mary's, which obviously wouldn't happen this year. I think both of them are going to make it regardless. Uh, then yeah, then just don't have them be in the tournament, yeah, because you be the only they, way to do it because other than that, if you were to just have it, right now bumped down like they would still get two round buys with ten teams but
2: yeah so the wcc's whack but that goes on this week you also got the southern uh and that's all the ones that go on this week so guys this week we got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten conference tournaments obviously next week's the big ones but these 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 mid majors are fun
3: I didn't know it's kind of crazy I didn't know that there were thirty two Automatic bids yep. from conference tournament winners. Yep. Kind of crazy. there's 32 conferences.
2: Yeah. So I don't know how you want to talk about these Travis, but is there out of these 10 that are going to really kick off this week and maybe we'll wrap up either this weekend or early next week. Is there one you're like, I'm really looking forward to watching
3: a lot of games from that conference. Hmm. Let me see here. Let me click through some of these just to look at some of the teams really give a fuck less about most of them, yeah. But it would be fun to bet on them.
2: It will uh, be. I'm, I'm I, obviously Arch Madness. I'm partial to uh, the Missouri Valley Conference. I like that a lot. A stinky one that I think might be good is is, is the Sun Belt. I think that that'll be a fun one to watch.
3: Yeah, but all those teams I've like we've bet on throughout the year and they're just so like hit or miss. I don't know. I don't know if it'll be as fun as what it thinks. I know we just talked shit on it, but I think the WCC, if it were a better bracket, I think some teams could make some noise and knock off someone big. I mean, I still think I still think you have
2: uh, BYU and Portland. BYU's five... been
3: playing horrible lately.
2: Okay, well, Portland's not been playing horrible. Portland's been pretty hot. The Portland Pilots, we like them on this podcast. Um, they're the sixth seed in the WCC tournament, so they get a first-round bye. If they were to beat the winner of San Diego and Pepperdine, they'd have to go on to play Santa Clara. They beat them, then they go and play in St. Mary's. Portland's a sneaky team that, that that could make a make a run in that tournament.
3: Yeah, I think any four can win. I think San Francisco and Santa Clara can even maybe win. Um, obviously, the first the first two games Pacific, Loyola Marymount, San Diego, and Pepperdine are all out of it. But that one, that one, I think will will have some fun games. I hope at least. Um, yeah. Other than that, there's You're another. Said. There's another one that kind of threw a curveball in there at me. Um Mr. where a team Mr. might be able to get in. The A Sun. I think yep. whoever wins that conference and gets in, uh, I think they can knock off somebody in the first round of the tournament. I mean you got some good teams in the A Sun. Liberty, uh I mean Bellary. Liberty was what a f- they were a pretty good seed last year. Yeah. And won the first I don't know if they ended up winning the first round, but I thought they were a good seed. Uh, Jacksonville state's been a team we
2: bet on a lot. Uh, Jacksonville. Uh, so, uh, the a sun should be pretty fun. That's going to take place on the first games happen tonight, but then Thursday, Saturday, and next Tuesday will be the championship game. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Let's just give like, just, I know there's 10 of them. I don't want to spend too much time talking about this. We got to talk about UFC and some other things, but let's look at these brackets. Obviously there's already, already been some games that have been done. Do you like ha- think a team will automatically, you know, just what team stands out? So the Northeast, I know you love Bryant. Do you think do you think they no, they
3: take that one home? I don't. Their defense is is too uh too shitty. I think if they don't lose in the championship game, they'll drop uh I mean, probably not the first game cuz they're playing fucking Central Connecticut. But I do think that they, I don't know. I guess they're going to make it to the championship cuz this division her conference is not very stacked. I like Wagner. Wagner? Yeah.
2: They're, they're, they're the two seed. They will play St. Francis in the first round. And they'll play the winner of Long Island and uh, Sacred Heart. Uh, Wagner is pretty good. I mean, you look at them against the spread as well. They are 12-10-1 against the spread. Uh, so, And they have some big key wins here. Again, we got to give a shout-out to our intern, Zach. He put together two big Google Sheets for tonight's episode for conference tournaments and UFC 272 with against the spread records and all that stuff. So shout out to him. But Wagner has some big wins. They won at VCU. They beat Bryant, and they beat Long Island twice. So Bryant's
3: beat Wagner too, so they're one-on-one against each other. But the win at VCU is impressive. And Long Island, who's a three seed, beating them both times. Bryant's only beat him once. I just think Wagner's a more complete team. If you look at Bryant's games, they literally rely on their offense so much because they can't stop anything. Obviously, because they have the nation's leading scorer, Peter Kiss. Fuck that guy because one of the games that we bet on him, I dead ass think he shot five of thirty that game. He took yeah. 30 shot attempts uh, and was not very good in it. So well, also that the sour taste in my mouth. If you want to look at it again, Zach
2: gathered gathered this data for us. Wagner is the only team in the Northeast Conference that has a quad one win. Every other team is an Ofer against against the quad one so uh that's something to take note of as well if you're interested in it, travis do you want to know what the future is for wagner to win the uh the a sun or the northeast what is it they're plus 210 bryant is the minus 105 favorite wagner's plus 210
3: all right i would i would probably wouldn't take it uh, or probably won't take it, but if I were to take one, I would obviously do that. Would definitely wouldn't take Bryant. That's stupid.
2: Yeah. All right. The Horizon League again. A lot of teams would bet on Oakland, IUPUI, Detroit. but on a lot of these teams this year. Um, Cleveland State's the one seed. I personally don't think Cleveland State has, has what what it takes to get it done. I like Purdue Fort Wayne.
3: I don't think they're good enough. I think. oh, that's tough, man. Uh, this is this is a conference that I if Cleveland state doesn't win, someone's going to steal a bid and it's going to get ugly. Cause they're going to get fucked on in the NCAA tournament.
2: So you think Cleveland state's going to, is going to, is going
3: to win this thing. I think they're the best team. I don't think, I don't think they did They're a good team, but I think they're the best team in this division or in this conference. Cause I think this conference is horrible. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, unfortunately, futures for this one already closed
2: because uh, the the entire damn near the entire first round was played tonight. But I mean. It's it's almost got to be Cleveland State. I don't want to hard too much on the Horizon League because they've been a bunch of coin sealers this year. Uh, we already talked talk about we talked about the A Sun. We think any four of those teams that are got a first round by can win. Liberty, Bellarmine, Jacksonville State, and Jacksonville. If you had to gun to my head, I'm probably going to lean um, Liberty, but just because they like
3: Jacksonville.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Jacksonville too. They're they're a sne- they're a sneaky good team. Um, the Patriot League. This one, to be honest with you, I haven't looked at it a lot, but right out of the right of the gate, not seeing one that stands out. Do you see one out of the Patriot League? Uh,
3: I, as crazy as it seems, uh, Colgate. I mean, I mean, I guess they're the one seed, but they they're like whenever it came time for conference play, because they, they weren't good heading into conference conference play, they just wiped the floor with everyone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Don't disagree there. Yeah. Colgate is the one seed in this. They'll have, they'll play the winner. Uh, they'll play Bucknell, which they're going to run through Bucknell on Thursday. Then look at the winner of Lehigh and army. And then after that, it's kind of, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Um, Ohio Valley. This is an interesting tournament. I think uh, again, a similar tournament. with WCC, the one and two seeds, Murray state and Belmont got uh, first two rounds by. So again, they have to win two games to win the whole thing. I think it's a little silly. Um, Morehead state, I think is not a team that needs to be, that can be slept on in this conference.
3: Uh, I was, I, I mean, they're, they've been rough lately, like very rough, pretty sure they just dropped a game. They just lost at, uh, SIUE. Um uh, they struggled, struggled, struggled with SEMO last week. Maybe even, I think they lost. Yeah. They lost him actually. Uh, cause I remember putting them in a money line parlay. And they were one of the ones that fucking lost. So they have been dog shit of the last week. Not good going into the tournament. Uh, I mean, this comes—it's Murray State to lose. If they lose this, then I don't know. I, I don't. It's crazy. It seems they have two losses on the year. I think if they lose the tournament, they should not be a, a tournament team.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree because Vegas thinks the same thing. Murray State is the minus one ninety favorite to win the Ohio Valley. The Next. <laughs> The next best team is Belmont at plus 240 and then Morehead state at plus 800. If yeah, you are, uh, enough,
3: there's nobody, there's not even a chance. Anyone else wins. Not a chance. It, if you're, if you're
2: a Cape GZ Homer, you can take SEMO at plus 1800 to win, to win the Ohio
3: Valley conference. It's literally, I bet it's going to end up somehow being Moorhead and Murray state. And I bet Murray state runs away with it. They should anyway, unless they play like they did last weekend. Yeah, for sure. Missouri Valley, I think this is
2: probably the most fun. The way they have this set up, I like it a lot. The way they have the bracket set up, uh, the one and two seeds get a first round by, um, actually one through six first round by, um, and they have the seven through ten seeds put each other in the in the first round. So starting on Thursday, um, you know you have you have those games. I was surprised. I didn't surprise see you and I getting getting the one seed here. I definitely thought it was going to be most state. Most state's been pretty nails all year, but they're playing bad down the stretch. This is a, this is a conference tournament here, Travis arch madness. Where yeah, this there could, could be, be some fun. This could be a bid stealer or, you know, uh, you know, from, because I think if you and I or most state don't win it, I think those teams will get in. You know, let's say if a Drake or a Loyola or a Bradley wins this tournament, you're potentially looking at three teams from the Missouri Valley that, that, that are going to make it in.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, there's definitely a couple teams that could that could make some noise. I think Drake, Loyola Chicago has been kind of disappointing. Yeah, uh, Richard, they really have. Just because of what they've done in the past. And I'm skipping right past Bradley because I don't think they're much. But the defense of SIU, uh, good old David Dodge, um, alma mater, they have some lockdown defense. Uh, so I think them versus Drake – that might be the best match that's going to be absolutely the best matchup in round 1 yeah depending, round depending on that on that line david because i know you're listening we
2: we're, we're probably going to roll with siu on that it's going to be close
3: i bet i honestly wouldn't doubt if it's like a 2 to 3 point line in that case yeah it's going to be like it will be tough to not take drake but if if it's siu like 7 or higher i like it
2: yeah and just for just for reference on the latest joe Lenardi bracketology uh travis is right he has Loyola Chicago as the first four out um, on his bracketology. So I'm assuming really? he has
3: the number four seed in their conference tournament.
2: Uh, I'm assuming he has nor- Northern Iowa and Missouri state in there. Let me what about let me Drake. We do a little control find um, Northern Iowa. Not- he has, Northern Iowa. He has, he has as a 13 seed automatic qualifier. So he's automatically assuming the ones he's going to win, which is, that's just how Joe Linardi does it. Missouri state is out. Doesn't even have them on their first four out or next four out, which I think is whack as fuck. This is this is a whack, this is a whack bracket. It doesn't have Drake in it either.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could not that I could see it, but both like none of these teams have really any quality wins when you look so, at
2: it. So are we saying that the that the winner of Arch Madness is gonna be the only person to get in from the Missouri Valley then? So it's a wide open field there, guys. Um I like I like the pick, Travis,
3: of, 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 you say Southern Illinois. I'm saying that I think that they could make some noise. I'm not saying that they're going to win the first round. Cause they, win, they lose, they're done. But I, uh, I think the winner of them. And I do think the winner of that game beats Missouri state in the semifinals. Oh, wow.
2: Interesting. Interesting. So Travis is saying that Drake or Southern Illinois is going to be in the championship game. Very hot take there. Um, yeah, I, I think northern Northern Iowa will be there, though. So we shall see how that one plays out. That should be a fun fun tournament. The Big South, I haven't really. Played, Longwood has been one of our teams this year. Uh, they're fifteen and one in the conference, sixteen 9 against the spread. Easily the best team in that
3: conference against the spread. Um, it's funny because like the numbers of like offensive efficiency, like all their numbers like aren't good, but they they win games. They're just like they're almost kind of like a low rent, great value version of Providence Mm -hmm. where it's like they, they probably shouldn't be winning these games, but they're, they're getting by and and playing damn good. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think they absolutely win this tournament. I don't really, I don't think Winthrop's that good and the rest of them are are pretty garbage.
2: Yeah. I don't disagree. So uh, we won't spend too much time on the big South. Longwood is our, is our pick there. The Sun Belt. Mentioned a little bit. These are teams we bet on all year long: Texas State, Troy, Georgia State, App State, Coastal, Arkansas State, Louisiana Monroe, even South Alabama, um, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Lafayette. So uh, a lot of teams here. If you're looking at it right now, Texas State is the one seed. They have the best record in the conference. I am. I don't know why. I I find myself being more and like every single time I look at their games, I love. App
3: state for whatever reason. They're horrible. Stop. I know. I don't know why. I don't know why. They can't shoot the ball for fucking anything. Every yeah. anytime they have a game, it's like a two or three-score game, or even two, three-point game, and it comes down, they have the ball, they cannot make it. They they cannot shoot the ball. Yeah. And I will never I I will not bet on them. I'm done. Uh last week we bet on them. I don't know. I forgot who they played, but it came down to last possession. And they missed it, and I was like, "Yep, that's it for me." Yeah. So, if you're looking at this one, Travis, who
2: do you like? Uh, I also, I'm also a big fan of Troy as well. Troy, I think Troy's Troy's a good team. Um, I don't think a one seed is going to win this is going to win this tournament. This this is going to be a weird one. So, um, sorry, Texas State, I don't think you're taking this one home.
3: I like Troy. If it's not Troy for me, um, I like actually a good amount I like coastal they have a good matchup in the first round they played Georgia Southern then they go on to play app state who we just talked about uh in the second round which i think is favorable given you know the other ones Texas State Troy Georgia State I would rather play app state over those next four mm-hmm. uh which is the two seed. so I think coastal can make can make some noise in a run and it'd be wild if they stole bid.
2: It would be wild if it was a Coastal Troy championship game. That would, I think, that would be just an electric city, uh, because if you look at the futures, uh, the favorites obviously Texas State, but it's plus two forty, so Vegas isn't super confident that Texas State's going to win either. Then Georgia State's plus three hundred, South Alabama's plus four hundred, App State's plus six hundred, Troy's plus eight hundred, and Zach, the intern, told me that that's one of his favorite like dark horse picks was Troy, so I had to mention it on the podcast. I'm glad you agreed, Travis. And then Coastal's plus eleven hundred. So it would be an Electric City matchup with Troy and Coastal in, the, in that championship game uh, for the Sun Belt. That would belt. be nuts. So that's the Sun Belt. We kind of already talked about the WCC a little bit. Uh, I honestly don't see anybody besides Gonzaga. It's, this is literally set up to be a Gonzaga-St. Mary's rematch for Gonzaga to get the revenge on on that loss to, to, to St. Mary's.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't see Gonzaga losing this tournament. I don't, I don't even want to know what they probably are. uh
2: they are on Bavada. You can't, I, You can't even bet on, on the future for the, for the WCC probably cause Vegas, everyone in Vegas is probably hammering it. So
3: well, it's crazy. because It's like, they just lost to them. Yeah. But so I don't
2: know why, but losing twice in a row. And the last one I'll we'll talk about is one that I'm probably less than thrilled about the Southern conference teams like Chattanooga, which we've bet on a lot this year. Uh, UNCG uh, VMI, who has Travis loves the VMI, loves, loves a, a VMI defense um uh wafford samford furman teams you guys know but don't really think about a lot uh chattanooga is is the one seed i it's hard for me to see anybody else beating them in this in this conference to be honest with you
3: it's tough because these like these mid-majors I mean it's basically like set up like the one seeds are are the definitely the best teams but anything can happen and they're the teams that you would think that would make it I think something crazy happens in this tournament. I really do. I don't okay i, I if, if I don't know if Chattanooga wins, I think something crazy happens in a game with them. Uh, I think Furman is a solid choice too Furman that's okay, so. yes, their 0 and four and quad one uh, games, but they've also played a lot tougher games because they've I mean they've played four quad one opponents, yeah, so if you're looking at something crazy happening in this tournament, Travis, what
2: about Eastern Tennessee State? They do have to play they have to beat Citadel but are you looking at that like then they go and play Chattanooga round 1 on Saturday or round 2 on Saturday i'm looking at their record and like who they played they could very easily i mean this could be a like like a like a shock game and they could they could upset Chattanooga
3: yeah i think so i mean they could they could make a run to the championship and be right there and be wild i I've, i don't doubt that at all i gave them a look too
2: I mean, yeah, because you look at their key wins: Murray State, Missouri, uh, Missouri State. Um, sorry, Murray State, Missouri State, Furman, and Sanford. They're one and three in their quad one wins. Um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting there. So, mid major madness is going to be fun. Make sure you guys check the Twitter. If you're not on the Patreon, check it out. Uh, just subscribe there to get our plays daily. Again, nine and zero sweep today. With that being said. We're going to jump into UFC 272, uh, which is a uh, another pay-per-view card this weekend. It's going to be the first pay-per-view card of 2022 that I actually buy because Dana White's greedy ass went ahead and fucking jumped the pay-per-view prices from 60 to $75 or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but I will actually buy this one. UFC 272, uh, Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal, former teammates, no title fight, uh, but it is a welterweight bout. You also got Edson Barbosa. Fighting uh, a guy that we like a lot on the podcast, Bryce Thugnasty Mitchell out of Arkansas, undefeated in the UFC. Kevin Holland's fighting. Greg Hardy's fighting. Um, So, yeah, it should be a fun card. Islam Makachev is supposed to fight. But Robert, uh, RDA had to
3: drop out. So. Are you shitting me?
2: Yeah, no, he had to drop out.
3: So. God, uh, dude, I'm so, I'm so tired. Why are these motherfuckers training so hard or doing some stupid shit the week before a fight to where it, this is, this is becoming a problem. I think this should start becoming like, becoming like in your contract. Like if you have to do it more than once, you should get fucking cut. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I mean it's
3: it's it's not
2: becoming a problem. It's been a problem. I remember talking about this back in twenty sixteen, whenever you and I, you know, obviously we like we watched UFC growing up, didn't really watch it a lot in high school, got back to it when we were in college. Um it's been a problem since we since we started watching it heavily again in twenty sixteen. So uh no, people get who heard
3: of, Who was supposed to fight RDA? Islam Makachev. No, Islam Makachev dropped out. Oh, he did. It's Renato Moicano fighting RDA.
2: Is it official?
3: It's on, yeah. It's on ESPN. Okay, well, I guess they found
2: a replacement. Okay, so
3: Moicano just fought. He just fought uh, two weeks ago.
2: Sorry, sorry, no. Makachev was going to step in. Who was who was RDA originally? Makachev said he was going to step in because Makachev just fought last weekend and knocked out um, Bobby Green. Which is crazy, Makachev knocking out somebody.
3: Uh, <laughs> um, trying to see, doesn't say who uh, who was going. Who I fucking forgot who was supposed to fight him.
2: Raphael Fazayev, he got COVID.
3: He got COVID. Ah, uh, yeah. Ferguson said that he was off. He was offered the fight. Yeah. Uh, didn't take it or what because he's a pussy but Ronaldo are uh, bad boy boy uh he was talking mad shit after he won two weeks ago and hey you step in he went two fights in the month that would be crazy
2: yeah so i'm glad they found a replacement i personally like watching rda fight and i feel like he's always pretty entertaining he's so old yeah he's old uh not i didn't really i Fazayev i would have fucking laid the hammer down on um but who's stepping in for him now I still will
3: this Renato Moicano guy.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to see if they have the uh, odds up on Bavada. I can't find any.
1: Uh, I don't know you, if Bavada has
2: any, but for UFC 272 for 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 that fight, yeah, it doesn't look like they do. They probably won't. I'm, I'm assuming it will be. It was supposed to be the original co-main. I'm assuming it still will be the co-main, which means Bryce. I can't
3: imagine him being much of a favorite, if anything, stepping in on you know, four days notice, five days notice. Yeah, so we'll talk about the, I
2: guess, the four fights that we. We'll talk about that fight overall and who we might bet on. Uh, but let's kick it off with the main event. You know, we do you want to start with the main event? You want to start the other way?
3: No, it's never fun. When you start with the main event. You got to make people listen because that's what they want to hear about. Okay, come on. So, st-
2: kicking off the main event is uh, the main card. We'll talk about some prelim stuff uh, if we want to. Greg Hardy is fighting Sergey Spivak. Uh, Greg Hardy is seven and four. Sergey Spivek, I probably butchered. Am I butchering his name?
3: <laughs> I'm sure you're not saying it right. It wouldn't have. Been, it wouldn't have been the pronunciation I went with. But let's let's go S- on. Spivek? 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 Spivak. <laughs> Definitely Serge- not specific.
2: Absolutely not. Sergey Spivek, or whatever. Sorry, Sergey. We'll just call him Sergey from now on. He's 13 and three. This is obviously a heavyweight bout. Um, Sergey is the minus 220 betting favorite. Greg Hardy is plus 180.
3: Um, the only reason Greg Hardy hasn't been cut from the UFC, I'm pretty sure, is because there's a knockout in every single one of his fights, whether it's him that gets knocked out or he knocks someone out it's like they just like the entertainment of him. And I was saying pretty sure when you click on his profile on your phone, it does happen on your phone, probably not desktop. Uh When you're in the UFC, like little tab and you click on his profile, it still pulls up his football shit. <laughs> <laughs> like that he plays for the, or like with the Cowboys logo in the background.
2: Jesus. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's not a good fighter. Both these guys coming off a loss, um, You know, Sergey is definitely his, his nickname is the Polar Bear, which is kind of fun. I think. um, Here's the thing, though: he weighs less than Greg Hardy, so will he will he be able to take him down? You know, I mean his his strengths are definitely um, you know submit. He he likes to to submit his opponents, whereas Greg Hardy's that stand up striker likes likes to bring that power. But Greg Hardy obviously lacks cardio, Um, you know. But having that almost thirty pound weight difference that's going that's 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 a big deal
3: yeah i, I mean greg hardy I, I don't know his literally the only thing the only time he's going to win is if he knocks someone out like, yeah he has a decision win against D- de castro but he's not going to win a decision against this guy he's just not going to do it he's going to have to knock him out and i don't think that happens yeah i still don't think at
2: the minus 220 um 220 betting line I'm not a I'm not a big fan of that to be honest with you. Really not.
3: No, I don't love it at all. I mean, I would never bet on a minus two twenty. I mean, I, like you said, I would I mean, almost I rather know. just
2: rather just take like a half unit and bet Hardy by TKO.
3: No, nah, I'm not going to bet on Hardy. He sucks. He's he's done. Honestly, like when I said that, the only reason he's in the UFC is because he gets knocked out. I think this might. I don't know if it's the last one in his contract, but if it is, I think this is his last fight. He's seven and four. He'll be seven and five if he loses and just done in the EOC.
2: True. True. He's um, not a good fighter. Yeah. So. He's lost
3: his last two, got knocked out in both of them. I don't know why they gave him tied to Ivasa. That was not fair because he's not that good of a fighter. Yeah. Um, I mean, He's had uh, one, two, three. Four, God damn it, motherfucking computer! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine UFC fights, and he's won four of them.
2: Do you so, think Spivek by decision uh, is a isn't
3: a isn't a bad bet? Uh, I don't like that either because he's of his thirteen wins. He's only two of them have been by decision.
2: Okay, well, this, I would this, say this I would just, say
3: by submission.
2: That's at plus plus three hundred. This is a, this is a no bet fight for me. Like I'm not going to touch this probably. I'm um, put putting in
3: it my it, parlay piece for sure.
2: Yeah. By the way, best fight odds does have odds for the uh, the the updated RDA fights. So we'll talk about that when we get there. The next fight on the main card. So lay piece for Sergey but not a straight up bet for us. Um the next fight is Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. Um or Oliveira, how the fuck you want to say it. Uh Kevin Holland is a welterweight bout. He's ranked, Oliveira's not. He's 14th. Uh he's minus 280. Uh which is pretty heavy. Uh Oliveira's plus 230. Oliveira's season vet though, 22-11-1. He's won his last two fights. Holland's won his last three. Um but I mean you look at the level of competition though that these Olive, fighters are facing
3: Oliveira's lost his
2: last three fights. Oh lost his last three. Sorry. Sorry. Um and I'm wrong. And Ho- and
3: Holland's lost his last lost two. last two and had a no contest. Yeah, sorry. I'm
2: I'm I'm reading I'm reading the intern sheet and I'm I, and I and I and I read it the wrong way, so my bad. But for You're me, you look at look at it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean?
3: Look at just look at their stats on ESPN.
2: Well, ESPN's website's dog shit and I refuse to give them any anything anymore. So um I don't know. Again, this is another fight that I'm just like not gonna probably touch. You know, minus two ninety. I don't see Kevin Holland. I mean, I don't see Kevin Holland losing, but I know it's just two ninety is way too much for a guy that's lost his last two fights.
3: Yeah, it's not not good. Like, it'll be, yeah, it'll be a good fight, but it's shitty to bet on. There's not a lot of fights, honestly, on this main card that are like good betting fights. Yeah, well, this one
2: is the next one. So, you know, we, Kevin Holland, yeah, sure, he'll win. Um, RDA. RDA is the favorite against Renato Moicano. Uh, minus 180 right now is what Best Fight Odds has. Uh, Moyaconos plus 155. They don't have any props up yet. They just have just have the betting lines. And if you said Ronaldo Moyacono coming off a win, you know if he didn't get a lot of mileage on him in that fight, then might not be a bad bet there. To be honest with you.
3: Yeah, he submitted him and in, uh, in the second round. So. I don't know how much, how, how much that did to him, but I mean, he seemed pretty jacked up and ready to go again. So obviously he steps in on short notice. He's ready to fight. I think RDA, a lot of people might just bet on him just because of who he is, especially with a fighter on short notice. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a lay piece. Um, I would do Kevin Holland and Sergey in, in lay pieces, uh, I might just do Moicano straight up, you know, um, like you said, RDA's is old, um, you know, he's coming in, into this fight as the quote unquote season vet, uh, 29 and 13, got a lot of mileage on him. He's coming off a win, but I don't know, man, this other guy seems, seems young and hungry. Like, like you said, so maybe, maybe worth, worth the squeeze there. So Talk about the last two fights here, uh, the co-main and the main event, the two that I'm most excited for, Bryce Mitchell and Edson Barbosa. Bryce Mitchell is undefeated in the UFC. Edson Barbosa, another season bet, 22 and 10. Um, Bryce Mitchell's the minus 160 betting favorite. Uh, Edson Barbosa is plus 135. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this fight.
3: Uh, I think this is too big of a jump for Bryce Mitchell, too quick. I do. I, I just, I don't he know. Hasn't, I, he, I 1,000% disagree. I mean, that's, that's totally fine. I don't know how you're going to say he's washed. He's been very solid as of late and has fought 10,000 times better. The guys as, as Bryce Mitchell has, Bryce Mitchell's literally fought. Nobody, nobody.
2: Yeah, this is just an instance where I'm going to take the young gun, you know, uh, and, and Bryce Mitchell over over the older guy. Uh, I may be wrong, but I don't know. I just don't. Here, here, here's the thing in this fight: if Bryce Mitchell can't 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 get Barbosa to the ground early, like if in the first two minutes he can't he can't get the ground game going, he's done for. Barbosa will, will knock him out. That's that's, that's what kidding. I will say. I, I don't
3: yeah. I don't this I don't think think people are overlooking. Bryce Mitchell like oh he's such a good wrestler well Edson Barbosa Barbosa's from Brazil he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, and on top of that he will trigger. uh Bryce Mitchell's never fought anyone this ever and if he if he can't sit on on top of a guy and control a fight especially with a guy like Edson Barbosa, I think it's gonna be trouble for him,
2: yeah I mean the at more I Barbosa. look at this
3: fight, the more I like Edson Barbosa.
2: I'm not going to bet on Edson Barbosa because I don't want him to win. I'm not going to root for a guy from Brazil versus a guy from from, from the Midwest. Um, but, you know, the more you talk about it, like you said, I mean, Barbosa has a five-inch reach advantage on him. Um, you know, he's he's comes from that background. He's definitely not terrible, you know, grappling on the ground. He's more, he's more of a technical striker. I mean, he lands 4.11 strikes per minute. Uh, you know, he forty-four percent significant strikes. Uh his grappling, his takedown defense is at seventy-eight percent. That's what's key there. If Bryce Mitchell can figure it out, this fight I think will be determined within the first two minutes. If Bryce Mitchell cannot get him to the ground within the first two minutes and start working on him there, it's over. Barbosa will win by decision or by KO. If Mitchell can get him down to the ground in the first two minutes and work him down there, wear him down, he might win by decision or submission. Like that like, I know it's kind of like no shit, but I really think that's how it's
3: going I mean, to determine. The the, the the only people to ever submit him are Donald Cerrone and Tony Ferguson.
2: Yeah, with it was Donald Cerrone back and in the he day. Hasn't or, been, was, was, he hasn't was, been no submitted slouch.
3: in seven years.
2: Yeah. So if, if Mitchell's going to
3: win this thing, it's going to be by decision, probably.
2: If he wins
3: this thing. Yeah. Which even, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't think he's going to be able to sit on him. The whole fight, I really, I don't think so. I think Edson Barbosa is too good for that. He has the stamina to keep up. He'll be able to get up. So if he's not going to be able to submit him, I don't think he's going to win because I don't think his striking's nearly the level that Edson's is. Oh, Anytime on the bad. feet, he's going to have a million times advantage. So as long as he can defend those takedowns, which you just said, he's got a very good takedown percentage uh, defense. <sighs> it's going to be pretty tough.
2: Yeah, this may be something that, uh, you know, I'll probably bet Bryce just because it's this is more of me betting with my heart. Um, but if you're really thinking on this fight, look at the money percentages because I guarantee you the money in Vegas is going to be all over Bryce Mitchell. Uh, and not to say that money percentages matter in UFC fights, but if you want to be the fade the public crowd, take a dog. If I'm looking at a dog on this card, to be honest with you, if I if you're like gun to head, which underdog do you think can win? It's gonna be Edson Marposa. It's a tough fight. It really is. The more I look at it, the more um, like you know, maybe I don't bet it at all and just watch Bryce Mitchell go to work and or or get worked. So
3: yeah, I don't it's it's tough because I, I do like Bryce Mitchell, but I think I, I honestly do think that he needs uh he humbled a little bit. I mean he's 14 one. I think it'd be good for him to lose to a guy like this. And I I also think it'd be kind of crazy for the sport itself.
2: I mean, I don't know. It's a Barbosa's had his chance. He's, he's, he's fought Khabib. Um, I mean, he's
3: exactly, been, like, he's, he's fought Khabib. You don't think he can compete with, uh, Bryce Mitchell. I think he can compete with Bryce Mitchell. I think Khabib
2: absolutely dog like fucking ragdoll them though. Um, I mean, and to be honest with you guys, to be honest with you, Travis, I mean, but you look at Edson Barbosa's last fights, I mean, he, his wins are against Shane Burgos, this guy I can't even fucking pronounce, Dan Hooker, who I think is a joke, um, to be honest with you, and Benil Darouche, but that was when, that was back in 2017, so lost to Khabib by decision, lost to Kevin Lee by Dr. Stoppage, also Justin Gaethje by KO, Paul Felder, Dan Ige by decision. And Giga Chigazi by TKO was his last fight. Uh, so, and he looks like he bounces back and forth between featherweight and lightweight too. So I don't know how that's going to affect him either, because this is this, this is see. a featherweight fight.
3: I would, I'm just, I would, I would not bet on. I just, it's kind. Of, I find it hard to believe that Bryce Mitchell's a favorite, especially like a minus one fifty plus favorite.
2: Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't see a lot of betting on this card for me. Like, it, I might just we might I might do one parlay, but even the main event, we'll just talk about right now. Colby Covington, uh number one what, number one welterweight contender, versus Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, number six uh, welterweight contender. Colby Covington's a minus three twenty favorite. Uh Jorge's plus two fifty. This is a joke of a fight. This is a money fight. Uh I don't, and I'm going to go and say it right now, I think it'll be a fun fight to watch. I don't believe the the beef. Between the two, to be honest with you, I think it's very fabricated. You know, former teammates, former roommates, uh don't know how you feel. I mean, about he
3: got it. kicked out of American top team, so it's it's obviously a little bit true. Yeah. So it's not it's not all fake. Do I think that some of the stuff I think Jorge's a little a little snake and he's trying to make Colby out to be the bad guy, saying that he didn't pay his trainer and all that, which there's no fucking way that that happened whenever. he's just jealous because Colby got to the top and Jorge never really did. I mean, neither of them really
2: got to the top. Colby lost two title fights. He was the interim champion, but I don't know. minus for twenty is way too big. I don't see Colby knocking out Jorge like Usman did. I
3: don't know i I don't know if he'll knock him out. I think he's I think he wants to literally. Wipe the fucking floor with his face, I think, is what he wants to do.
2: So, he's you think he just wants he wants to embarrass him or ragdoll? Him he said time. he's
3: like, I'm not going for a knockout. He's like, I just want to sit there and completely dominate him the entire time. And he already said that he was like, I just want to beat the shit out of him for as long as I can. I'm not going for a knockout.
2: 25 minutes, uh, a beat down Colby by decision is minus 115. Hell of a lot better than the minus 320, that's for sure
3: yeah but that's tough i mean then you, you're asking for too much there you're asking for two things to happen for for not that much value at all or any yeah. value
2: yeah colby to win and to go full the full 25 minutes this is a five round main event fight so
3: yeah i just i don't want him to play around with him like if he gets him down in a position where he can hammer some ground and pound and like get it. Get a TKO from that ref jumping in, do that, or if he gets him in a really like vulnerable position on the ground, just fucking submit him. Like, don't mess here, around too much.
2: Here might be some, some sprinkin' bink value here because, like you said, Colby wants to embarrass him. I don't see him winning in round round one and or, or round two. Do you? I see it being in the later rounds. Yeah. So Colby to win in round three is plus fourteen hundred. For him to win in round four is plus 1800.
3: I mean, both of those would be nice. You play them both Uh, and just hope that after round two, hope that it gets finished. Um, I mean, yeah, Jorge's not good on the ground. He's not a wrestler. No. And like, I. Well, they did train together and like, yeah, I'm sure he learned some stuff, but like, Colby's literally a fucking collegiate wrestler. That's what he did.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And same like, Usman kind of said it on ESPN. He was like, you know, I don't know if Colby's expecting, he he actually said he's excited for this fight. I'm sure he is. Um, but he said, he's like, I don't know if Colby's expecting to be able to take Jorge down like they used to in training camp or when they were training or sparring, that's not going to happen. But Usman did go on to say, he goes, Colby is the much better wrestler. Uh, Jorge likes to stand up and do the backyard Kimbo slice shit. He didn't say those words. Those, those are mine. Um, so, maybe Colby might just ragdoll him for 25 minutes. But if he, like you said, if he gets him on the ground, it can ground and pound and finish him off. We got to think before that Usman fight, uh, had never been finished and he got finished in that fight. What have we seen with fighters who have, quote unquote, never been finished? And once they get finished for the first time, they start to fucking fall like China dolls. Uh, Cody Garbrandt, Conor McGregor, uh, even, um, fucking back in the day, Chuck Liddell. Like, once they get that first I mean, Jorge's, KO, been
3: falling, Jorge's been falling down for a while now, though.
2: Yeah, but he's never been knocked out until that last fight with Usman.
3: So... Yeah, that's true.
2: I, I think once you see fighters, like, they're like, uh, people will harp on that, like, oh, he's only been knocked out once. The last time was his first time ever we getting knocked out. It won't happen again. I see... I think it's the exact opposite. I think once you get knocked out the first time, it's a lot easier for you to get knocked out again.
3: I mean, s- since he came back... Like, because he's not young he's 37 years old since he came back from like his little reality show hiatus that he did where he was fat and gained a bunch of weight um uh, he what? up until yeah you never you didn't know that no he he took like a like a two-year break um before he fought darren till he like stepped away from the UFC whenever all that uh whenever colby started to get big and went to like a Dominican Republic, like TV reality show and lived in the woods and got kind of fat. Uh, kind of looked like Thor whenever he wasn't uh, a <laughs> member of the Avengers anymore. But yeah, like that's legitimately what he did. And then he decided, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to come back. Like I lived with myself in the fucking jungle because that's literally what it was. And then uh, came back, knocked out Darren Till, knocked out Ben Askren, had some bullshit stoppage versus Nate Diaz. And then as soon as he fights like a real contender, he loses twice in a row.
2: I mean, and you got to think like both the Darren Till and the Ben Askren knockouts were pretty fucking lucky, uh, especially the Ben Askren one. I mean, uh, that- Darren
3: Darren Till is just like hit or miss. The Ben Askren, I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, I think I think if 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 we were to, if we were to rewind time, if Ben moves his head, you know, a little bit one way or the other, and misses that flying knee. I think that fight goes a completely different way. I think Ben Askren wins. I think he dominates that, that fight. And you're talking about a different career trajectory for Ben Askren at that point, too, a.k.a. not getting knocked out by fucking Jake Paul. So,
3: Which led to the to the whole BMF belt, which was a joke in its own because it was called because Nate Diaz couldn't stop bleeding. Whenever he had a, he was definitely had a shot of coming back in the fight. And then that led to probably the most, obviously he stepped in, in that title shot versus Kamaru. But, like, that was a gimme shot. And then he got another gimme rematch. Like, he didn't deserve those.
2: No, it, it wasn't. So, that's UFC 272. Not a lot of big betting pieces. If we're going to bet something, we like we like yeah. the, the dog. I can't remember his name against RDA. Lay pieces would be Sergey and Kevin Holland and Colby. Maybe a Kevin Holland, Sergey, and Colby parlay.
3: Would be bad, probably like I don't know, probably close to plus two hundred odds if I had to say. I'll you, we'll I'll look, you, I'll look, I'll look into some more of the undercard uh, plays throughout the week. See if anything changes. See if I like anything. We got a lot of uh, college basketball. A lot of college basketball ahead of us. So, uh, so
2: Kevin Holland, Sergey Spivak, and Colby Covington money line parlay is plus one fifty. Not great odds, but not terrible either.
3: What if you add Dustin Jacoby and Umar Nurmagomedov?
2: Well, Umar's minus eight fifty. Um, Dustin Jacoby, you add him. That makes it plus three twenty eight. So that makes it a little bit more juicy. So five fight. So let's take a of two official drunk brothers parlays for this for this card because we really couldn't decide on anything else um, except for the Sprinkin Bink. Take half unit each on. Colby to win in round three and round four. And then the parlay, Umar Nur- Nur- Nurmagomedov, Kevin Holland, Dustin Jacoby, Sergei Spivak, and Colby Covington is plus 328. And then also if we take Nurmagomedov and just want to do main card stuff, take Nurmagomedov and Jacoby off there, Kevin Holland, Sergei Spivek, and Colby Covington, that's plus 150. I think that should be our official place.
3: There you go. Not too bad.
2: So that is uh, gonna do it, guys, for episode 155. Can't remember the last time we got one of these done in under an hour. But next week we'll come at you with conference tournaments uh, betting for NCAA, and the tournament after that will be a full blown NCAA tournament episode. So it should be should be some fun. See you next week. Peace.